0: Chapter 7. Play. Embrace the wisdom of your inner child. A little nonsense now and then is cherished by the wisest men. Roald Dahl. At the end of the classic musical Mary Poppins, the gruff and joyless Mr. Banks arrives home, having been sacked, discharged, flung into the street. Yet he seems absolutely and uncharacteristically delighted. So delighted that one of the servants concludes he's gone off his crumpet. And even his son observes, It doesn't sound like father. Indeed, his father is almost a new person as he presents his children with their mended kite and launches into the song, Let's Go Fly a Kite. Freed from the dreary tedium of his job at the bank, Banks' inner child suddenly comes alive. The effect of his good cheer is magnificent, lifting the spirits of the whole house and infusing the previously melancholic Banks family with joy, camaraderie, and delight. Yes, it is a fictional story, but it illustrates the powerful effects of restoring play to our daily lives. The majority of us were not formally taught how to play when we were children. We picked it up naturally and instinctively, Picture a newborn baby's pure joy as a mother plays peekaboo. Think of a group of children unleashing their imaginations, playing make-believe games together. Imagine a child in a state of what Mihai Csikszentmihalyi calls flow, as he constructs his own mini-kingdom out of a bunch of old cardboard boxes. But then as we get older, something happens. We are introduced to the idea that play is trivial. Play is a waste of time. Play is unnecessary. Play is childish. Unfortunately, many of these negative messages come from the very place where imaginative play should be most encouraged, not stifled. The word school is derived from the Greek word shul, meaning leisure. Yet our modern school system, born in the Industrial Revolution, has removed the leisure and much of the pleasure out of learning. Sir Ken Robinson, who has made the study of creativity in schools his life's work, has observed that instead of fueling creativity through play, schools can actually kill it. We have sold ourselves into a fast food model of education, and it's impoverishing our spirit and our energies as much as fast food is depleting our physical bodies. Imagination is the source of every form of human achievement, and it's the one thing that I believe we are systematically jeopardizing in the way we educate our children and ourselves. In this, he is correct. This idea that play is trivial stays with us as we reach adulthood and only becomes more ingrained as we enter the workplace. Sadly, not only do far too few companies and organizations foster play, many unintentionally undermine it. True, some companies and executives give lip service to the value of play and sparking creativity yet most still fail to create the kind of playful culture that sparks true exploration. None of this should surprise us. Modern corporations were born out of the Industrial Revolution when their entire reason for being was to achieve efficiency in the mass production of goods. Furthermore, these early managers looked to the military, a rather less than playful entity for their inspiration. Indeed, the language of the military is still strong in corporations today. We still often talk of employees being on the front lines, and the word company itself is a term for a military unit. While the industrial era is long behind us, these mores, structures, and systems continue to pervade most modern organizations. Play, which I would define as anything we do simply for the joy of doing rather than as a means to an end, whether it's flying a kite or listening to music or throwing around a baseball, might seem like a non essential activity. Often it is treated that way, but in fact, play is essential in many ways. Stuart Brown, the founder of the National Institute for Play, has studied what are called the play histories of some 6,000 individuals and has concluded that play has the power to significantly improve everything from personal health to relationships to education to organizations' ability to innovate. Play, he says, leads to brain plasticity, adaptability, and creativity. As he succinctly puts it, nothing fires up the brain like play. A non-essentialist thinks play is trivial. An essentialist knows play is essential. A non-essentialist thinks play is an unproductive waste of time. An essentialist knows play sparks exploration.